get the weekend party started. This is Easy Talk Live, featuring your host, Eric EZ Zuli. This is the place to be if you're all about promotion, celebrities, and social media. We'll hook it all up for you with fun, facts, and fascinating talk. Now, here's your host and the main man, Eric EZ Zuli. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Easy Talk Live, another edition of Easy Talk Live here on Voice America World Talk Radio. And I'm joined with my co-host, Frank Hellring, who's going to tell you why hell rings. Right, Frank? (laughs) Well, Eric, everybody knows that it was uh, two L's before I was a good boy, but now it's spelled with one L. <laughs> I, I I love the name. I mean, that's like that's that's like I think one of the most unique last names I've ever heard. But guys, we got an awesome show for you today. And if he shows up, I I don't know. You never know with celebrities. They uh they 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 kind of like go on their own time. But we're supposed to have Frank Dukes, uh, who was the fight coordinator for Bloodsport. If you guys are Bloodsport fans out there, um, John Claude Van Damme, and it, it was one of the legendary uh, movies in the kickboxing community. Then after Frank Dukes, we're going to have Wanye Leonard. Make sure I say this correctly. Wanye Leonard, and he's a pretty established filmmaker, and uh, you know, WeTV, etc. So we'll be talking to both of them, and uh, let's get right into Easyway News. What's going on, Frank? Hot, Eric. I mean, you know, we're moving towards this March 24th event. You know, a lot of a lot of buzz, a lot of things happening. Uh, you know, it's getting exciting. What buzz? What's happening? What's exciting? <laughs> Sixteen. Oh, you don't let, you don't let me throw it on you. You, you usually you usually want to confiscate the microphone. Then when I give you the microphone, you got nothing to say. Nah, I wouldn't do that to you. Sixteen people on the on the team call last week. I mean, I don't want to tell uh, our listeners something about how big this event's going to be. We got a lot of people signing on to this. Oh, yeah, and I'm bringing in some of my friends. In fact, one of my friends, uh, Casey Thomas, may be calling in and uh, telling you guys, you guys about some pretty big uh, things that she's doing. But she's a very established A-list brand ambassador, brand manager. Um, and uh, so I'm also going to tell you guys about the uh, live show that I'm doing now on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash E-Zuli. Okay, it's called Wake Up the Easy Way. So if you want to wake up in a positive fashion and meet some amazing people, and just ha- and really and really enjoy yourself, then you need to wake up the easy way every morning nine o'clock. Uh, follow me on uh, facebook.com forward slash ezuli or download the app ezuli. I'm sorry, easywaymobile.com. And it's really fun, really a lot of fun. My first show, I had I don't know, it's like six hundred something views and three hundred comments and a whole bunch of shares and likes. People are people are digging it. And I give you guys some good tips and tricks in a lot of different categories, a lot of different things. And speaking of tips and tricks and a lot of different categories and different things, hey Frank, should we tell them about ten easy steps on uh, creating a successful kind of cult uh, following for your brand? I'm sorry, Eric. <clears throat> what did you say? Oh, don't worry about it then. If you're not paying attention, I'll just tell them. Hey, guys, so so here's a couple easy steps on how to build your following for your brand, okay? One, be different. Be different than a lot of people. Distance your cult from the established. So what a brand like cult, whatever whatever you want to call it, cult club, uh, association, distance it uh, from the establishment or the normal, okay? Form your own niche, and people love to rebel against the normal. They, they love something unique and different. Okay, two, connectors. Recruit successful, attractive, and sociable souls to spread the word and drive growth. These are your influencers. Three, exclusivity. Limit entry to your group. Make it special. Make people, you know, give, give them a reason to, it, it's like, you know, like a fine diamond. 
make it exclusive, make it special, like, 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 rare, make it rare, you know. And these are uh, so so these are some of the, some of the tips. Not anyone can join the membership, so you know, make them feel special. Like I said, okay. So number four is um, a clear sense of belonging to a group creates loyalty and word of mouth. Okay. Five ideology, a clear belief system outlines the values that group is expected to uphold. Number six, love bomb. I don't know what the heck this means, but <laughs> I'm just reading this off of a blog I found. And I'll, we'll kind of go over it if you guys uh, have any any updates or any uh, opinions on this. Overwhelm your customers with love to let them know how appreciated and welcome they are in your group. Engagement. Okay, this is me, me now, guys. Engagement. The more you engage, the more you show love back, the more you actually feel like people are part of a family. Like We have the Easy Way fam. Shout out to all my Easy Way fam that's listening. I love you guys more than you know. And you guys keep me keep me, you know, waking up every day. You guys are my fuel, my, my oil, my gasoline. You know, and we're the vehicle, so we really, really love you guys. Seven, paradox. Make joiners feel that they are beco- they become more individual despite the fact that they are joining a group. Make them feel like they're discovering a new sense of self or finding a new way to express their individuality. Number eight, an enemy. Define what you are and are not to uh, rally your group against the competition. So, so you know, everybody kind of supports one another, and 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 you know, we got so like for instance, we do digital marketing, and we 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 support one another on social media in a big way. If there's other people that are similar, hey, we stick to ourselves. We stay, we still supportive of our own group, of our own cult, of our own you know organization that uh, that you build. So nine, contact, splash your ideas into the right people. Okay, ten, let go. Don't be wide. Read, um, you know, don't be contro- uh, controlling, abusive. Uh, you know, a bad cold leader. Be a good leader. You know, you risk losing everything that you built. Allow vision uh, you built to grow and evolve on its own. Be a good leader. You know, and I'm gonna also throw this in on, on my own opinions. Do your research. Know what you're gonna talk about. Know what 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 your following is. Who is your following? Know what they want. Research them. Go into the go what they have going on and 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 show them value. You show them value, they'll, they'll support you. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, guys. This is Easy Way News, Easy Way, uh, Easy Talk Live every Saturday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Guys, we got a big event coming up. Like Frank was saying, we've been on a committee call. We had about 18-something people on that call, and we have some pretty big people that are actually in the mix um, with us on this event. And this is at the Business Expo Center, and it is um, one of the biggest uh, centers in Orange County. Pretty excited about this event. I mean, we're going to be launching um, the Easy Way Pay program, which is going to have many different programs embedded into it to help you guys grow, help you guys build, help you guys build your business, help you guys make money, uh, as well as awareness and all that fun stuff. And we got some amazing people. Shout outs to Aservia.com forward slash Easy Way, which is a, a beacon that helps you to to uh, generate more leads and build um, more of a, of a following through proximity marketing as well as um, geofencing technology. Uh, if you guys want to know more information on what I say, if I don't give you enough details, just message me on Facebook, message me on Instagram or Twitter. Uh, email us at uh, easytalklive at gmail.com, letter E, letter Z, uh, as well as the So Tell Us company. So Tell Us will be there speaking, and that's a perfect like Yelp kind of review uh, system. Uh, VIP TV is an IPTV platform that we're working with that saves you a lot of money on your on your television bill. Uh, so if you're paying a couple hundred dollars for your television, try paying 40 and getting the same type of program. 900 streaming channels. We're in development of our own channel. 
you know, and uh, anything I missed, uh, Frank? Oh, yeah, we got the V-card. Tell me about the V-card. Well, yeah, Eric, I mean, the V-card is, is absolutely the replacement for the business card. I mean, you can only put so much information on that little small piece of paper that you carry with you every single day, whereas this digital business card can absolutely put your entire business platform on your phone and, more importantly, being able to be able to transfer that to either your customer or your prospect's phone. How valuable is that? That is really valuable. That's pretty awesome. And in other news, guys, uh, shout out to Women of Achievement. Women of Achievement is a beauty pageant that's a very uh, nonprofit and like-minded oriented, which uh, we appreciate. One of our partners and affiliates and uh, you know sponsors, and and they they recently just did an event with uh, with Allure, Allure Metastetics, and there was a major thing that actually happened. There's a company called uh, Pageant Planet. Pageant Planet, I guess, is one of the biggest blogs, one of the biggest entities as far as ranking these beauty pageants. I'm not really big in the beauty industry, so I don't know myself, but based upon what I've been hearing, it's a pretty big deal. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of eyeballs seeing you. They just got ranked number five uh, within uh, Pageant Planet, and Allure, which is one of our clients, was you know they were they're lucky enough to, to, to get in, uh, and that's the picture that they chose was from our event that we did, and Allure is having hundreds of thousands of eyeballs now seeing what they have going uh, going you know happening. One of our partners, WPS Events, um, is a, a production company that we work with that does our event production and staging and media walls and things like that. Their phone number and logo was seen on there. So hundreds of thousands of eyeballs are seeing seeing them, and then Easyway got a little bit of the spotlight. So shout-outs to them. Check out easywaynetwork.com to look at that story and that article. And, uh, you know, we're just having a lot of fun, guys. Easywaymobile.com. Make sure that you, uh, you you check that out and tell a friend, guys. Tell a friend about the Easy Way movement. If you're part of the Easy Way fam, we, we, we appreciate you guys. And definitely, like I said, I, I want to remind everybody to go into uh, the, the live, uh, every uh, live Wake Up the Easy Way every uh, morning at 9 o'clock a.m. We're trying to build that following more and more. We're trying to give you guys incentives. Uh, we're, we're playing around with our own cryptocurrency. Got a lot of great things that we can do. Send you guys some tokens, open up some doors, and our marketing efforts beyond incredible. We just had Inspired Images Studios, which is uh, Easy Way San Diego, and they just got done saying their uh, Easy Way's marketing is is unbelievable. Uh, you know, easy, you know they they have so much business they don't know what to do with. They've they've gotten so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. They've gotten so much business. They don't. They, I'll show you guys the video if you're interested. Just message us. We'll let you know. And so uh, we got some uh, more fantastic show coming up for you guys. And, and Frank, if you don't have anything else, I think it's time for a commercial. Absolutely. Let's go to it. All right, guys. We're going to go to commercial break. This is Easy Talk Live, and I'm Eric Zuli with Frank Hellring. We'll be right back. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. 
Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Easy Talk Live. To get in touch with the show, call us now at 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Also, drop easy an email at easytalklive at gmail.com. Now, back to Easy Talk Live. Hey, you're listening to Easy Talk Live. For all you entertainment fanatic fans out there, brought to you by ProductionSanDiego.com. It's time for Entertainment and More. All right, all right, all right, guys. Yeah, we're back. Entertainment and More on Easy Talk Live, Voice America, World Talk Radio. And uh, we're waiting for Frank Dutz to call in. Hopefully he does. But in the meantime, maybe we can get into uh, uh, some blood sport trivia, uh, kickboxer vengeance, uh, you know, all the kickboxers out there. Anybody that, And we apologize, by the way, to the listeners. If you guys were, into, were wanting to uh, hear from Frank, uh, you know, we apologize that he's not here. Uh, we hope that he calls in. Uh, so so uh, any t- anything that you know about kickboxing? Kickboxing, Frank? What do you know about uh, the kickboxing in the bloody world? Oh, my goodness. The only thing I know is that MMA event we did recently, Eric. That was absolutely amazing, you know? I have never seen anything like that in my life. That was pretty amazing, yeah. And I, I actually got awarded... Um, John Claude Van Dam. If you guys have any, uh, any, if you uh, if you're a martial artist or you uh, you have any any trivia or anything that you want to say, uh, you know, please call in. And uh, so, double impact, John Claude Van Dam, kickboxer, blood sport, set for dueling um, re- reboots. Exclusive more than two decades of Jean-Claude Van Damme split-kicked his way onto the scene and legacy of the uh, muscles and bustles as making a double impact on Hollywood's action game. I think uh, Bloodsport was one of the, uh, the biggest movies uh, as far as kickboxing goes. I'm just kind of like reading some things uh, here. Exclusive uh, more than two decades after Jean-Claude Van Damme split-kicked his way into the scene. Um, uh, Radar Pictures... Uh, Samurai Riddick has a new vision for John, uh, for, for Dam's 1989 martial arts actioneer. Kickboxer, one of the two Van Dam reboots in the works around town. The original Bangkok set pick from King's Road Entertainment starred Van Dam as Western uh, Kurt Sloan, a corn, corner man 
who trains in Maui, Thai, to uh, avenge his brother, crippling his hands of the brutal and kickboxing champ. Kickboxer arrived a year after the Van Dam's breakthrough in the blood sport sparkling fan de- uh, debate for decades over which pick is the better JCVD vehicle for its money kickboxer boosted a memorable B- um, Betty and Tongpo uh, the villain who popped up in two of the four sequences sequels. Now Radar Pictures aims to reboot the franchise with Hong Kong director Stephen Fung uh, at the helm. Fung's hot festival run of Venice and Toronto this year landed him a representation with Pingram. I can't read half of this stuff. <laughs> tai Chi Zero opened uh, at top Chinese box office. The actor, writer, director is also... Um, Repped by uh, Principato Young and is a partner of uh, uh, Diversion Pictures and Hong Kong star Daniel Wu. Jim uh, McGrath and Dimitri Logothetis air America will pen the kickboxer script and the Logothetis producing alongside Ted Field and the Nick Celazzoni. Mike Weber and Peter Meyer will uh, executive produce casting underway now eyeing a fall of a uh, possible early 2014 start. Meanwhile, Van Damme's Bloodsport is getting the remake treatment over Relativity V for the uh, Vendetta's James M.C. Teague will direct the update in the plot with uh, Devastates from the 1988 original. In the pick, Van Damme played an American ar- uh, Army officer, Frank Dukes, who was supposed to be on the show. But who's um, <laughs> training in the art of uh, Nujitsu helps him battle Chong Lee uh, Chong Li, I remember Chong Li uh, from uh, Street Fighter, right? Uh, Bolo uh, Young and the underground Hong Kong tournament known as the Kumi, uh, Kumi, Kumi, am I saying this right? As the Kumit Ta uh, Relativity's version with instead focus of the more, uh, morally conflicted life of the 21st century mercenaries who classed with the underground world of Brazilian Valdudo and martial arts style uses the, by Donald Gibbs' character in the original film. Robert Kamen wrote the script from a story Kamen in the Philip Noyce which Craig Rosenberg will rewrite the MC to uh, guidance relativity in producing alongside Edward R. Pressman, Chris Brown, uh, Alberto Lenzi, uh, pictures in Paradise and Transamerica Films International. Um, you know, there's a little bit of information for you guys on what's going on with uh, with the Bloodsport nowadays. So, Double Impact, John Claude Van Damme's Kickboxer Bloodsport set for dueling reboots. So, I think that they might be doing another version of the movie or a TV show or something like that. That's kind of cool. Um, so, Frank, what's uh, give us a story of a fight that you've you've gotten into uh, as a kid or protecting somebody or uh, have you ever ever gotten into a fight? Oh, absolutely, Eric. I mean, you know, I. <clears throat> I guess you know I was born on the East Coast and whatnot. It's kind of a different uh, culture back there. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I can think of uh, several times that uh, I had to defend my friend or something like that where he was getting, like, beat up or bullied. Or, you know, I mean, bullying is, you know, something. That, what ha- uh, what happened? How did, the, how, did, how did the fight start? Well, you know, like anything else, I mean, usually on a sports field, you know, like playing baseball or basketball or something like that, one guy did something to another, and all of a sudden somebody throws a punch and, you know, I can recall several times I got in between my friend and and somebody else and took a hit. Oh, okay. So did you go down when you got hit, or did you? Uh, what 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 style? Uh, not too often, arts? Eric. I'm six foot four. I weigh two twenty five today. I was pretty. I was pretty pretty big kid, but uh, I mean, for the most part, you know, uh, and whatnot. I don't like to see you know people taking advantage of or beat up, you know, or, or you know people gang you know ganging up on somebody. 
and whatnot. Ah. Uh, and, uh, you know, you, you just don't need to have that happen. Now, it doesn't happen in an MMA fight. It's one-on-one. But, uh, you know, the fact still remains, you know, when people are, are uh, you know, hopelessly harmless uh, and whatnot, somebody's got to step in and, uh, you know, make a difference. I was taught to just, you know, take them out as quick as you can, as 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 fast as you can, and certain joints, certain things that you hit, you know, or, or kick them in the place that they weren't expecting, and then fight's over. You know, just immobilize that uh, that opponent as quick as you can, or maybe put them to sleep, and, and uh, yeah, I know how to defend myself a little bit. But, all right, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into our other guest, uh, and, and we're going to kind of combine entertainment and more, and CEO Savvy, um... You know, this guest actually is is a pretty cool guy. I, I met him actually on social media. He's been following me for uh, for quite some time, and um, this guest is actually making some some major headways, making some major moves. And so, let me tell you a little bit about our guest. Wanye uh, Leonard is a multi award winning performer of musical theater and uh, opera. Um, am I saying this right? Uh. uh yeah, Wanye Leonard. Okay, I, I, I'm sorry. People were are messaging me on Facebook. I love you guys, but hold on. Let me, when I'm reading something, don't message me. All right, all right. So here we go. Uh, he he has taught speech and debate and performance theory at the community college level. He has uh, consultants for consulted for Disney and Sony, and have has worked with a wide area of celebrities to include notables from Marla Gibbs and Dwight Hicks. Wanye has worked on over 100 films and television projects in the course of over 25 years and is the owner of the Equality International Film Festival, one of the largest of its kind in the country. He is the co-owner of the World Equality Television uh, video-on-demand channel powered by Big Star TV, a video-on-demand distribution company that has been in existence for more than 13 years and have upwards of 25 million viewer capacity. That's pretty big. His pr- recent projects that are of note include Where Are the Fathers, which is a union web series that talk about parental responsibilities and their effects on the community. His other projects of possession is about Africa, uh, an African-American football player who is uh, killed by a white cop where the white cop's son is on the football team and uh, the showcases on the World Equality TV and several, several of the other channels under the Big Star label. His recent project is named To Kill an Actor, which is in development. He is also a well-known and sought-after nonprofit consultant, whereas in uh, his core con- uh, competency is grants and funding development, where and he ha- he has raised more than eighty-five million dollars for more than four hundred nonprofit agencies, having impacted more than one million vulnerable citizens in the Southern California and over the course of twenty-five years. This is our guest today on Easy Talk Live. Welcome to the show. Juan Yeh Leonard. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm good, man. Hey, how you doing? I, I, I pfft, That was fun reading that bio. I didn't know about some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I, I, I feel like I need at least a 10-year vacation, but you count it all joy. I'm very fortunate to be where I am and have had the profound ability to impact so many people along the road. It hasn't been easy. Uh, especially as an entertainer. Everything's always easy when you're talking to EZ. Come on, you can't make statements like oh, that. It's always my, my easy. correction. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's you, it's you, you a, make it's statements been like it's been road. difficult. You make statements like it's been difficult. Or well, here's had, one. Yeah. It's been a wonderful challenge that had encompassed a lot of learning lessons. There you go. That? 
Yes, yeah, sir. And I, I know challenges. I know I know exactly what you're talking about, man. I've been on TV for a long time, maybe not as long as you. But so how did it all how did it all get started for you, man? Tell us tell us the story, like from the kid to the 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 adult, and and why did you decide to go down this road? Well, I had been performing since I was a kid. And um, my parents were real insistent on having academic degrees as well as performing. So I actually uh, got minds in communications and public policy. Um, as I was performing, I was auditioning all over. And a good friend of mine's, um, and I'm fast forwarding it quite a bit, a good friend of mine said um, I, was, I, I was actually consulting for Disney at the time, a good friend said, you know, you're so good. You have such a great eye. You've been a performer. Why aren't you making films? And so that was about 20 years ago. But in the in-between, I've been fortunate enough to teach at the community college level, uh, perform all over, um, all over the country, um, have done about 200 plus musicals uh, and opera um, and have been on that, oh goodness, upwards of a thousand times, um, either in front or behind the camera. So where I'm at now is an amalgamation of all of the things that have really taken place over the course of 25 years. So, so let's get let's get into the nitty gritty of what it is that you do and what our listeners probably I would want to learn. You know, well, you know, <laughs> I, I read I was reading in your bio that uh, you you've raised a lot of funding. You've raised a lot of uh, that's that's not an easy task, and it's and it's a it's you know talk about talk to us about the fundraising world and and uh, you know maybe give us some some secrets, some tips and tricks, and and some some strategies on how you uh, do, do fundraising. Well, as I was teaching at the community college level, I was asked to write a um, grant proposal for its foundation, and that was the first one that I had done, and I got it, and it was five hundred thousand dollars. So something clicked. You mean to tell me I can? do my own performance, I can travel and I can write grants. And so I have been doing it for over 25 years. Um, I won my second one for a million and then subsequently just kept winning. Um, I also was denied a lot of times and the denials were almost as powerful. Really, they were as beneficial as a lot of the funding. Before you knew it, I was at 30 million. Before you knew it, I was at 60. And then at this particular point in my career, 85. And the tips and tricks that I have is it's really all about relationships and building a relationship and knowing your audience, um, knowing who you're asking for and being bold in your asking and having strong justifications. I seem to find what's been rewarding about my career, both as a nonprofit consultant and an entertainer, is not only knowing your audience, but knowing the sectors of your audience that's going to be impacted and having the intentionality to impact other people, um, wanting to make a difference, helping people where, where they are. Um, I've found over the years that funders are very keen to people who seek to have development monies to make a difference and those who probably have other agendas. So another tip of mine would be always, always, always seek to help and, and seek to bless and pay forward. And I think that once that's felt, you'll get a lot of people on your bandwagon. That is definitely a huge trick that I use um, as a nonprofit consultant, and it is definitely a huge trick that I employ as an entertainment uh, professional, being a producer and a showrunner. 
And so, so when you say seek to seek to you know find a team, seek, you know get 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 people involved, uh, you know how how do you do that? I mean, do you do you pay a team? Do you do you barter trade with them and give them a win win? Uh, you know how how do you build a team when you're trying to to fundraise in your in your words? Well, you know, I think building a team across the board, whether it be fundraising or whether it be a situation where you are putting a team together for a feature-length film, it's really about what you set to do first and where the impact will be. And then I think your team has to mirror where the impact in the original vision is. So that's how I start. Now, the specific arrangements will vary in most cases, based upon experience and or budget. I mean, if you don't have a budget, you have to barter. And if you have a budget, you, you kind of still have to barter the, the amounts. Um, so you, you're, you're really looking at it in terms of case-by-case situation. I know that I've used both, and both have been effective. But whether you're paying someone or whether you have postulated a bartering relationship, I've found what's been effective is to do either one of those with individuals who are in alignment with your values and are able to work with you on the overall vision of what it is you want to do. I think that that is a winning combination for a good team to move forward. So look, look for the, uh, the, the farther thinkers, the people that look for the, the bigger picture versus the, the now, the now stuff. It sounds like uh, if I'm, if I'm correct, what you're saying uh, you know, pe- people that kind of get your vi- your vision and are willing to build along with you. Uh, but how do you make it a win for them? Well, first of all, that's beautifully said because that's absolutely what it is. And how you make it a win-win for them is making sure that they have an- enough incentives. Um, whether it be uh, intermediate, uh, immediate, or long-term, making sure that these are individuals who who really are invested in the vision because if they're really invested in the vision, you won't expend a lot of time and brain power trying to create incentives. They're there with you. They're your, you know, as, as we say, they're your day one. They, they've been there from the beginning. These are individuals that want to see whatever you're doing grow just like you. And, and this is definitely the case um, in producing feature-length films. Um, is that these are individuals that want to see uh, you grow as well. Um, and so that in and of itself would be an incentive. But another is, you know, points on the back end. Um, sometimes we use incentive bonuses. Sometimes we use uh, commission. But I can't stress enough how those are tip of the iceberg incentives. Everyone has a deeper need than money. In my opinion, everyone has a deeper need um, as it relates to the recognition. Um, but when you when you get to what the deeper need is for all of the individuals, that's when you're able to make that connection. And then the incentives usually will will fall in alignment from there. I hope that answers your question. That, that, you gave me a wonderful question, so it has so many different parts. It does. No, you're answering them great, great, and it, it, it brings me into my, my next question. You said points in the back end. For those that don't understand the uh, the film business lingo, what is, what is points in the back end? Points in the points in the front end. You know, talk to us about, about the the finance and the benefits of, of film finance side. Yeah. 
Ay, 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 mijo, you're asking some good questions on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> um, points on the back end or the beginning end usually means that when a company or a producer or an executive producer, someone who is putting together um, the film postulates a contract either for uh, executive team or um, uh, producers or, or uh, fiscal stakeholders, investors, that usually points will equate to the type and scale and amount of profit you will receive when the project itself uh, begins to make a profit. So what I might say is for every, and I'm just giving an example, for every point you have to invest a thousand, you will get that plus half a point on the point. Um, and that's going to be given to you once either the project makes money or over a duration of time. Um, and so those types of points are offered in the back end. Um, the front end works relatively similar. Um, and that's what we use for either fiscal stakeholders or individuals who have invested sweat equity in the project. Those are the types and scales of incentives that um, people are often offered as producers. And it is also a wonderful bartering uh, mechanism to use for the filmmaker who perhaps don't have a lot of capital to outlay as it relates to paying producers or um, for producers who can provide more goods and services as opposed to cash because for those goods and services, they get the incentive of maybe back-end and or front-end points. Very, very well answered. Very well answered. Uh, so, okay, and yeah, I do know a little bit about the film world. So, so my questions are really about the people that that, that don't. Or, I mean, you know, nowadays, um, I think you would, you would agree with me, uh, Wanye. Nowadays, it's all about content creation, and and how do you make money at the content creation? And a lot of people do want to create web series, and I, I mean, nowadays you can create a movie with a with a cell phone. You know, so so how does one go about creating a successful project? You know, walk us through the, if you don't mind, the the A to Z of of you know getting the funding. Uh, you know how funders, how investors would want to get involved in the in the project, and then you know how do you make the project move? Getting the distribution, and and uh, you know then getting into production, and how long does it take? Like, kind of walk us through the 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 steps if you don't mind. Oh my goodness! Uh, <laughs> hey, you're the you're the guru. You're, you're the guru. Come on, show us how much of a so, guru you so, are. So they tell me until I'm asked questions like that. Um, that's a wonderful question, and I'm delighted to answer that question because there might be, in fact, practitioners of the entertainment industry and or filmmakers who are um, listening to this that really want to know, or you can have the beginning filmmaker that um, have a dream, but don't necessarily have a structure. So that is, it, it's a very good question. I'm going to try to tackle it as much as I can. Now, before I tackle it, what I would say is that every project differs because every person differs and therefore every structure may differ. And so what I might describe is uh, one example and you might get someone on subsequently that describe it another way. So having said that, it starts with a good script and a good story and a good dream because if you believe in your script and if you believe in how the script will impact and or bless others, there's those words again, it makes it easier for the creator of that particular project to assemble a team and create the incentives and move forward, which are some of the things that we've just discussed. Um, 
overall content, as they say, content is king. And there is a, what I would consider a bottomless pit uh, as it relates to the need for content. There's always content. When you see your short videos on Facebook, that's content. When you see a web series, that's content. When you see films, that's content. All of this content of sorts starts to, well, quite frankly, we're used to it. And so we want more. We have become an industry of more, more, more. So content is always king. Um, it usually starts with the script. It usually starts with um, an individual that puts, you know, a production or a post-production team together. Um, and as it relates to the process of moving forward from there, it can be simple. It can be varied. It could be as simple as, you know, scheduling time to shoot on your phone and or it can be varied in terms of, you know, a, a director of photography, um, assistant camera directors, assistant directors, uh, uh, your production team, your line staff, um, your casting director, uh, your your actors, your casting mechanism, your casting dates. Usually all of that is assembled in a process that we call pre-production. Pre-production is the space and time where you are actually preparing for principal photography, which is the actual on-set filmmaking. Once a lot of that's together and once you have your funding secured, then it's time to shoot. Um, once you've identified all of the parts that it takes in order to make the project successful, it's time to shoot. And when it's time to shoot, you can have anywhere from three people on a set to 300 people on a set. It depends on your project, your script, and the range and scope of fiscal stakeholders that you have in your project. Every project differs, Eric. I've seen projects I've been a part of, I have had as an executive producer, creator, and showrunner myself. I've had projects that last for two days. I've had projects that last for over a year. And you shoot either in a concentrated amount of time or increments of time, just depending on the project. Um, typically, about 120 pages or so constitutes a a well-rounded, accepted range for scripts, and that can often take anywhere from a month to six months. And then you have some of your shorter content. Um, it can be unscripted. It can be uh, improvised. It could be scripted. And, and that particular content may take you a day. It may take you two days. It all revolves around, once again, your intentionality, your story, hot impacts, and the time you put into it. Uh, so that particular stage varies. But what I always tell everyone, whether it be the director, the actor, the, the crew, the real story comes together in post-production. What post-production is, is a space and time at where all of the information that's on set is gathered, it's put together, and it's time to put the movie together. That's when the editor comes in. That's when the director, maybe the writer, comes back in, and they work on the footage that they've had when they were in production, principal photography, to put the story together. Um, and then from there, we have marketing and we have promotion. We have the wonderful people like yourself that gets behind the finished project and, and kind of puts a little bit of gas in the car, as it were. Um, and so that becomes um, the, the process. Usually the goal in many cases is to either take it to film festivals or have it go to distribution. Um, I myself 
have had the great fortune of not just being a screenwriter and producer, filmmaker, and, and showrunner on set, but um, a distributor. So I have the ability to uh, buy films all over the world through Big Star TV, uh, for which I'm an aggregator for them, and then co-own um, world equality television uh, that the company itself has upwards of 25 million viewers through 13 different platforms on 15 different channels. So, for example, you could be doing a project that could go to my distribution and or um, you could be, uh, I could do a project that would go to my distribution and, it, and that's one avenue. Or you could do a project that could go to film festivals where after you've done all that work in pre-production, production and post-production, um, you assemble your project and it is a taste of what you can do and your story for those um, investors and distributors who may be at a film festival. But in any route that you go, like you said, content is king and you can be successful with your content with intentionality, good planning, and a, a lot of passion behind your work. I hope that answered your question. You know, it, it answers the question uh, great, and you did get really into detail. The, you didn't hit the IMDb pieces of things, and I know everybody in the planet wants credits on IMDb. Um, and then you, you did get into the distribution, which was my next question. But I want to flip it a little bit, uh, Wanye, to live streaming. Everybody seems to be live streaming, and, and can you take a live stream piece of content you did on Facebook and put it in you know TV and television theatrical distribution because I've actually seen it on TV. I've seen it on like CNN okay. and things like that. I like I see people doing that now. Well, if you'll indulge me, um, I'd like to address what you said I did not address, and I think that I started out my answer by saying not everyone does everything the same way, and IMDb is definitely a part of the process because what it does is it legitimizes your film. It allows people to have another access to your trailer. Um, it's wonderful for actors, producers, and crews because what it does as they go to acquire different gigs, it shows that they've been in a legitimate setting. IMDb chronicles uh, all of the information on the various films that goes on at any given time. And for those, and, and you know, we're in the industry. So whereas you said I didn't hit IMDb, it's also important to tell them what um, IMDb stands for, which is the Internet Movie Database. Database. And mm -hmm. that chronicles everything. So that's answering what you said I did mm -hmm. not address. Now, as it relates to where you can or can't see, content is everywhere. Um, you can see content on a marquee at a stadium. You can definitely see content on Facebook. You can definitely see content on social media platforms. And it's all over. We, the, the human eye has evolved to the degree that we see things in stories. We are impressed by what we see. And we're living in an age where content is rapid, expansive, and can take on many forms and can be monetized, I might say, in those different forms. So you're absolutely correct there, um, Eric, as it relates to the need for content and getting your story out there via content. It doesn't have to be encased. In a, um, it doesn't have to be encased in a movie per se. It can also be encased 
in um, a Facebook, uh, a short Facebook video. It could be mm-hmm. encased in YouTube. And honestly speaking, you could get 15 million views on a Facebook video that you mm-hmm. wouldn't get in a movie theater. So mm-hmm. once again, it's about the intentionality. It's about the passion. And it's also about um, how you frame your story and the receptivity of the audience. And yep. when you look at that, that is such an ambiguous and awesome space to be in. It's impossible to identify every variable of content <laughs> in one yeah. interview. Yeah, so one, yeah, I, I, I want you to go into more detail on your distribution directly. And I definitely want to give you uh, the opportunity to promote yourself so people can check your, your videos out. I mean, your website uh, it has some pretty professional content on there. I mean, it's like another Netflix. It's it's uh, it's pretty nice. So I definitely want you to promote that and talk oh, more. Yeah, yeah, of course, and talk more about your distribution because I know we have a lot of people out there in Easyway Fam Land, we'll call it, uh, that always want to get out there more and always want to do distribution. And and I know that we've talked behind the scenes on on added distribution and what we are doing already. And and uh, you know, I'm doing this new thing um, called Wake Up the Easy Way. And the, yeah, you've actually been been in. But what do you think about that? Like, I mean, it's it, it, a digital handshake. You you can literally watch people connecting. Literally watch people doing business together. You can watch some of the biggest people, like Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future, and Casey Thomas, who's an A list brand, you know, uh, brand manager. I mean, all these major people. And then you get the up and comers and the startups that are able to directly connect to these massive people that like are some of them run the oscars and stuff you know like it's 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 a portal it's a, it's a it's a skeleton key if you were to your success the easy way what what do you, what do you think of that of that show and would you take that on for distribution which one is that again wake up the easy way on facebook live right now but we're going to be expanding it well, when you're doing something like a wake up the easy way, those are always wonderful uh, pieces of content that could, in fact, be developed into um, a web series. Uh, a lot of times in distribution, what they want is production quality and sound. And so what that will often mean is that uh, we need to have strong production. We need to have strong sound quality. And it needs to be something that impacts the audience. As it relates to distribution, um, I, I'm very fortunate. I got distribution two years ago on a project from its script alone, and we hadn't even finished production yet. And then from there, they had asked me, based on my experience, to be an international aggregator, which means that I can package and acquire films from all over the world. And then they offered me my own channel and look out because there's more big things to come with them. It's called Big Star Mm -hmm. TV. They've been around for more than 13 years. They've been a premier video on demand distribution channel. And underneath it, it has 15 different channels, including one that I co-own with the gentleman, Mike McManus. And that particular channel focuses in on diversity in front and behind the camera that results in movies. Um, and results in quality content. There are several other channels under there, like um, the Queer Cinema Channel for LGBTQ, African-American content, which is Black World Cinema, 24-7 Horror, and the list goes on and on. So when you are acquiring content, the advantage of a big star TV is that it's not only monetized, we have some of the most uh, prestigious companies as advertisers. We have a slew of advertising uh, that supports each project 
but we also have um, monetization at where filmmakers get paid every quarter for their work. So when they're uploading projects, you can get paid every quarter for it based on how well the project does, which is anywhere. Um, and that's also calibrated upon clicks. It's calibrated upon advertising support. So it's pretty big. It's been around for a while. Um, we are on multiple uh, television video on demand platforms, including Sony, LG, Philips, Samsung. I forget so many. We're on 13. We're on Roku. We're on um, Android. We're on iOS. And as a result of that, we have over a 25 million viewer capability. So it's not unusual for one film to get like maybe 1 million views, which can rake in a lot of money and it has good impact. Um, so that's what we offer in terms of distribution. And anybody in the Easy Fam, uh, if you want more information, you can definitely uh, get a hold of me through Facebook and inbox and I can definitely give you more and uh, give you the links for that. And so when it comes to content, we're always looking for content, always mm -hmm. looking for short films, always mm -hmm. looking for documentaries, mm -hmm. always looking for feature length films, horror films. As long as the content's strong, we're good to go from there. There you go. And, and so you, you mentioned something um yeah, you know, impressions, and you kind of, you kind of slow, sort of got into the money, money side of things, and then you, you re redirected. I want to go back to the, to the money side of things. So when, when you have the film, or while you're making the film, uh, I know that there's product placement, there's ad impressions, uh, which is, uh, uh, basically, uh, you know, how many, how many clicks per minute, and that type of stuff. Uh, there's theatrical, there's the tickets, there's the, the back end. You know, there's the, what. Talk to us about making money with a project you know because uh, this is more for the listener that is interested and doesn't really too, know too much about the business and and and, and it maybe might be the student filmmaker you know the, everybody wants to know how you make money at something like this can you get into the nitty-gritty the meat and potatoes the 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 grits the, the cornbread side of making money i can get into as much of it as I possibly can. <laughs> um, All right. There, once again, there are multiple factors as it relates to making money. And one of the things that we look at is how many views are you getting? Are you getting a lot of clicks? Clicks equate to money and clicks equate to advertising support. Um, the more clicks you get, the more advertisers want to invest in your spot because that's more impressions for them. That's more uh, viewing power for them. More people see their products. So what a lot of people need to understand is there is a vast business behind show business. Um, and the word business goes a lot further than the word show. Um, you can get a thousand people that are good filmmakers and any one of them that don't agree, I would humbly suggest that they rethink <laughs> this industry uh, for themselves. So the, 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 the business part uh, that fuels show is about exactly what you said. Um, images, it's about clicks, it's about viewership. So for example, in some cases, it's about eight seconds in that we need you or 10 seconds in and you start making money because they would have seen the advertiser. And when content by advertising, one of the most important things we look at is how long does 
individuals, watchers, viewers, stay on that piece of content because that's going to determine the range and scope of the agreement that we have with the advertiser. That's often why you see um, advertisements on YouTube before you see the content itself. Um, Those are the types of things that we see. And so that's the formula in general that's used to monetize um, your your content. Um, I know that we've had labels, we've had filmmakers that have made anywhere from $4 to $4,000 a quarter on their project. What helps, however, is a good partnership between the filmmaker and the company. So you have to market your content just as the distribution company or the content company has to market their content. I'll give you an example. When Wake Up with uh, Wake Up the Easy Way is on Facebook, it not only helps that Eric puts it up there with his vast connections, but what increases the impact and increases the clicks is when individuals like myself share it on our other platforms. That's a partnership, and that's networking. And ultimately, monetization is triggered when scenarios like that occur. Definitely, yeah, with, 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 without a doubt and well said. Uh, your, your answers are very well-versed and uh, much appreciated. Uh, so, so what about the product placements? That I, w- I was involved with the, um, what was it called, Monster-in-Law, Jane Fonda, J- Jane Fonda and Jennifer Lopez. I was, I was involved with that project a little bit, and I was kind of a like mentee, uh, kind of watched the whole uh, Pearls to Tahiti scene where uh, they're both slapping each other in the face, but you notice that there was like a real strong zoom in to those pearls. And Pearls to Tahiti put up a good amount of money. I'm not going to mention net, not numbers and anything like that, but it was a good amount of money. And I know there's big money in the product placement side of things and uh, live stream, film, television, TV shows. Uh, you want to talk to us a little bit about the product placement? Uh, well, that, that's what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, you didn't use me. You didn't lose me. I'm right here. I'm right here. I'm right here. I was gonna say. I was gonna say the question was too much for him. He just didn't know about. No, I'm kidding. All right, Wanya, no, can Wanya you tell us a little bit about that, the? Eric, you just said I had great <laughs> answers. You do. Um, yeah. Well, thank you. Um, I, I'm hoping. Uh, As you mysteriously disappeared. That's why I said that. Go ahead. Oh no no no! Product placement plays an integral role in the development of films and or content. And here's the incentive as it relates to that. Product placement allows the advertiser, the person with goods and services that are placing their product in your project, the opportunity to market their goods and services in both an innovative and effective platform. What it also does is it provides either legitimacy uh, or even funds um, for your particular project. Here's an example. Let's say Wanye had a Wanye t-shirt company. So Wanye had a t-shirt company, and let's say uh, my friend Mikey is doing a film, and Mikey has a reach of about 15 million people. Now, I might be a moderate-sized t-shirt company, and I could use the exposure. So I make a deal with Mikey. Hey, I'm going to pay you $300 to have my t-shirt on one of your actors or multiple actors for a minimum of 30 seconds a piece 
What this does is at the point where it's seen by an audience and audience remembers it, it's that, it's that imaging again. It is that, um, image, uh, factor. It is the marketing factor. Um, and what it would hopefully do is it gives me a low return. I mean, I'm sorry. It gives you a high return on your low investment, which is a really good marketing tool for individuals who may not have large marketing firms. So my t-shirt company may not have a large marketing firm behind it. I might not have a large marketing budget for my product, uh, which is the t-shirt, but if I put it in Mikey's video or his film, then what happens at that particular point is I get to maximize my marketing efforts and add to my potential revenue earnings because my product is in his movie, which is seen and has impressions with, you know, thousands upon thousands of individuals. Another advantage of that is even in the rolling credits, you can say wardrobe provided by, and then you can add my t-shirt company and the website. So product placement is um, almost a necessity for strong content in this day and age. And what it also does is it helps the filmmaker acquire revenue without the rigors of going from investor to investor. And it marries different worlds. The most effective use of product placement is when we have products in our films that's in alignment with the message or the story. And then when that happens, it's almost like magic because when they're in alignment, you're selling an overall product, an overall theme. And I'm glad that you mentioned product placement, Eric, because that too is another part of the business behind the word show business. Exactly. Yes, and that was very well said and well, well, well detailed. Uh, like, I mean, for instance, I mean, you, you think about your product being in a movie, a TV show, live stream, whatever. I mean, just like say for instance, for instance, me. Say I do a live stream and I have I don't know 500, 600 something viewers on that live stream, and I and I happen to. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be visually. It could be said. I mean, just talking about some, something in a live stream or a TV show, or, or that's considered product placement as well. It's it's a form of advertising, and and uh, I know that when I was involved with the whole Pearls Tahiti thing, I, I know that it, it was it was big money. Again, it, we're talking about some big big dollars here, but there was massive return, tons of sales. I mean, again, I, I don't want to go into numbers, but but we're talking about hundreds of thousands of sales from that one little scene. One little thirty-second scene. It's it's incredible when you uh, when you really think about it. All right, so so um, one game. You you sought me out on, on on Facebook. You sought me out on social media. Why? I'd love to know why you decided to to you know we we built a relationship. Now we're friends. But in in the beginning, when you first contacted me, and I was like, oh, and I looked you up, and I was like, wow, this uh, this guy is um, you know um, this this guy is is pretty uh, pretty established. You know. So well, why did you start out easy way? If you don't mind me asking. I sought you out because, and, and actually, I, I'll be the first to admit, I've been stalking you on Facebook for <laughs> uh, several months. Um, and and I, that's what I told you. So I'm stalk, I've been stalking you for several months, which can sound creepy for certain people. I understand that. Um, but one of the things that you learn in entertainment is if you want to go far, you've got to be bold in your asking and bold in your doing. And so um, I I. I thought you out because several of my friends, actually, we have mutual Facebook friends and we actually do business with some of the same people. And so I saw one of your, um, one of your, oh, gosh, what was it? Cause I, 
it was uh, it was a Facebook Live that you did, and I think what I personally fell in love with was your love and affection for your father, and how your father's a cancer survivor, and and. And, and how you guys are just lovingly around each other. And, and for me, I believe that because this industry is really about or should be about caring people who seek to have an impact and bless other people, I think that's what stood out and made me want mm. to uh, work with you and your work with the Cancer Society. I have, um, as you know, I just came back from Texas uh, a couple of weeks ago doing a, a national, international commercial for a uh, breast cancer um, organization. And um, I saw that you were doing some work with them. And so I said, you know what? His values are in alignment with mine. And we have a lot of wonderful things in common that transcends just the entertainment industry. For, the, for example, we've both lost a parent. Um, we've both had to care for a parent. Um, and so what's interesting is I started this interview on the phone with you talking about, uh, when you asked me about fundraising, it's about relationships. And so over and above what you've done and what your reach is, I think what made me seek you out is the quality of person you are, not what you do. Because like you said, I'm established. I, mean, I don't need what you got. But at the same time, I admired who you were. Mm, that's really good, really good advice, really good information. Uh, guys, I want you to really you know, listen to what he just said. I'm established. I don't need who you are. But your heart for helping is what drew me in. Really think about that, okay? So I appreciate that, Juan Yen. You know, we became friends, and there's there's a lot of things in the future that we're 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 gonna we're gonna do. And so, talk about your film. You got this, um, you know, To Kill an Actor film uh, coming up. Definitely promote promote that film. And and what's going on with that, please? And stop pressing the mute button on your phone because I know that's what ha- what's what's happening. <laughs> Every time I, I t- well, <laughs> baby the, boomer, the, baby boomer moves. The, <laughs> the film is called To Kill an Actor, and it's directed by um, uh award-winning actor. He won award for uh, Best Male Actor internationally in 2016 at the Equality International Film Festival, Mikey Bot. He has been in multiple projects that I've done, has a long, uh, expansive resume. He has degrees in criminal justice, and he has a degree in uh, theater arts. Um, and two have worked in the community through the YMCA. So he is the full package. I often joke and go, he's like my own son. Um, I remember Mikey Vaught from five years ago. He stood on the outside of a club when we had a party with SAG. So uh, SAG and I threw a Christmas party together. I'm, I'm well in with SAG. Uh, and he stood outside. And the one thing that struck me about Mikey five years ago is he said, I believe, and this is really powerful for your audience, I believe that I am capable of playing the part larger than the one you've given me. Hmm. And so I said, well, then you're going to have to prove it because nobody comes on my set and tells me what they believe they're going to do. When I hire you, that's what I want you to do. And so, you know, my thing is, okay, let me, let me see what he can do. And so when I put him to the test, he did it. And five years later, he has he has blossomed and you will meet him tomorrow, Eric, when we meet. Um, and so he's directing it. I have, uh, producers that I've worked with. I have on average 
20 producers that I work with throughout the various projects that I do. Um, and so many of them will be on the project. And To Kill an Actor is about, in one word, deception. Mm. And what dun, it dun, does dun. is it, it asks, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Um, and it asks the audience this, did you see what you really thought you saw? Um, and so the movie is about a, a, a girl, she's an actress, and she really wants to make it in Hollywood. And she thought that if she built a relationship, let's just say, with a producer, she thought if she slept with him, she would go far. Um, mm-hmm. And she ended up being killed. Hmm. And, and being killed, we... That sends a message to those that want to use their body for, uh, you know, getting ahead. Uh, definitely. That's, 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 a, I, that's a big signal flare. <laughs> well, there's, there's, there's several things. Now, I, I'll be the first to tell an actor or somebody, use what you got. If you got a great body, wear that tight shirt. Let people see the results of your work. Yeah, wear that and tight shirt, that, but don't take that tight shirt off. Wear that tight shirt, but don't take that tight shirt off. Mm-hmm. And that's what I believe in 100%. And I'm always telling, you know, my female and male actors, if you're beautiful, let us know. Because we want that on screen, but have some integrity. Oh, this yeah, sex sells. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows everybody sex knows. sells. Exactly. And, sex sells. And I need you to tell that to the director because that's what I'm trying to get him to understand. Sex well, when sells. I meet him, I will definitely give him my, my opinions. But we got about five more minutes left, Ronnie, just so you know. Guys, just so you know, Frank Dukes did call in. Uh, he was uh, held up on set uh, for a little bit, but we will be having him on. on uh, we kind of flipped the roles. You, you, you guys switched segments, but uh, and I definitely want you to meet him, uh, Wanye. Uh, so pretty soon, guys, we will have Frank Dukes on. So thank you so much for your for your patience. And so this is this is kind of cool. We have a very established producer, director, filmmaker with massive distribution, and then we have a pretty established actor, uh, you know, writer, choreographer. Uh, you know, popping on YouTube meeting that'll be that'll be interesting. So please, by all means, um, you know, continue on the on the film. And is there going to be opportunities? That that's what my fans always want to know. Wanye, is there going to be opportunities? Everybody wants to be an actor. Everybody wants to be a writer. Everybody wants to be a producer. Exactly. Everybody, you know. The, uh, well, first of all, I'm happy that um, EV will be helping us with this particular project. We meet tomorrow. I'm very excited about kind of hashing over details of this and other projects. That's number one. Number two, as it relates to opportunities, uh, absolutely. Um, one of the things about our production team is we try to fit in as much as we can if it's in alignment with the story. And we believe that even if you can't be in front of the camera, you can always shadow behind the camera um, because we believe that when it comes to impactful story making, everybody should be um, an integral part of it to the degree that they can. Uh, So having said that, there will be opportunities for actors. Actors, you can either inbox Wanya Leonard or what you can do is you can inbox Wanya Leonard Presents or you can go to LA Casting. Eric, the first day we put up this project, we were met with over 2,000 submissions. Wow. Um, Yes. And so now I think we're up to, eh, God, I want to say 5,000 submissions. Mm. And you know, yeah. guys, you can you can also always contact Easy Way, Easy Way uh, Network at gmail.com or Easy Talk Live. You know, we always connect you to uh, you know whatever whatever we have uh, going on that we that we can uh, can do. And so it sounds exciting. Uh, you know, and and we may be going live, guys. So when we when we meet uh, tomorrow uh, with these uh, major established people on this great film project that's going to be uh, happening. And where's the film being shot, by the way? 
L.A. The film is being Ooh. shot in L.A. So I've had I have nothing a but lot LA of, listeners. <laughs> yes, I've had a lot of projects between Northern California and Southern California over the years. And I made the announcement at last year's film festival. Um, Northern California is more than welcome. And all over the country, as we get people nationwide in our projects, um, are more than welcome. Uh, but we'll be shooting everything pretty much here in L.A. So the project will be shot in the L.A. Hollywood area. In fact, after this, I'm running off to a well-known Hollywood producer to talk about the specs of this project. We are in post-production now. We will start filming around March, middle March, all the way up until about middle April. And the goal, and I want to put this out there, the goal, not the actuality, because everything happens in filmmaking, but the goal <laughs> is to actually have this in theaters by early fall, and then it will go into our distribution company um, after it goes into theaters, and we're very excited about this project. Yeah, no, so so am I. It sounds sounds pretty interesting. So, guys, this is a, a more of an entrepreneurial show, more entertainment than uh, business today. But really great tips. Thank you so much, Wanye. Uh, you you know you're awesome, and uh, you know thank you for the for the hope and the opportunity. Uh, thank you for the great advice in, in the in the filmmaking and the and the producing and the product placement and the advertising, how to make money. And so so often, I I think the biggest thing that we got from this guys is. This is a gentleman that could potentially take your projects and take your what you have and distribute it on a on a big level. I mean, it's not everybody that gets directly to a distributor, as well as uh, you know he's got the project coming out. So if anybody's interested, uh, easywaymobile.com. You have our app. You know we connect you to the influencers. So thanks, Vanier, uh, for coming on. Eric, and if, mm-hmm. can I can I really quickly? I know this is. <laughs> I want to give a shout out, if I may, to all the producers Please. on my team that makes this possible. Um, I, I'm one person, but I'm supported by so many. Um, Tina Lloyd, Mike and Danita McManus, Andre, Linda, Bang, John Bento, Mikey Vaughn, um, all of my other producers, Ray Tostado, who is our king of negotiation, who I want you to meet one day, and I definitely want your father to meet, uh, Renee Warren, Dwight Hicks, two-time Super Bowl champion, Dwight Hicks, and multiple others. I hope I'm not forgetting any, but what I what I would be remiss if I didn't end with is how we began, which is, and, and what I know is your value. It begins and ends with intentionality and a good team. And mm-hmm. these are people that are a part of our wonderful team. The people that I'm meeting this weekend, yourself included, Jonas Kane, Andre Sparia, all of these individuals, these are individuals, EV family, that really holds up the wonderful things that I get the great fortune of doing. Chavi Del Mal at Big Star and all of the Big Star family family and the World Equality Television family and the Equality International Film Festival family, all of those people help to make these things possible. I'm the showrunner, the person at the top, but these are individuals that are not only good friends and not only make these projects worth doing, but life worth living. And I'm so grateful to them and my family. And finally, I'm so grateful to you, Eric. You do a wonderful job. Um, I don't, I don't, think you understand how wonderful you are. Um, but I, I'm hoping that you're getting a gleam of it with the people that you've impacted, the person that you are, the big game that you're playing in this world. I'm just so grateful to you from the beat, from the first time we've talked. Um, I'm just so grateful and, and just, and so, so happy to see that you're doing what you're doing because it's making a huge, huge difference. Um, I have to throw that in there. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, Wanya. I really appreciate that, and uh, looking forward to getting. I mean, you, you only as as good as your team, so I appreciate that you appreciate your team, and that we are proud to, to you know give them as much awareness as as, as well. So, guys, stay tuned because I'll be live with uh, with Wanya tomorrow with his team, providing they they let us, and it's not too much confidential information. But this is pretty exciting, so keep following the easy way. Uh, this is easy easy talk live. You've been a great uh, guest. You want to go ahead and say uh, I'm Wanya Leonard, and I'm doing it the easy way really quick before we let you go. Hi, I'm Wanye Leonard, and I'm doing it the easy way. All right, guys, and with that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. But you are listening to Easy Talk Live on World Talk Radio, Voice America, on the Variety Channel and the Influencers Channel. And we do have Frank Dukes coming with us when we come back. So commercial break, Easy Talk Live, and don't go anywhere. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. Voiceamerica.com. tuned in to easy talk live to get in touch with the show call us now at 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 also drop easy an email at easy talk live at gmail.com now back to easy talk live Hey, Easy Way fam. All right, we're back. Easy Talk Live. This is the segment two. Wow, that was a fun interview. That was really good information for the filmmaker, really good information for the content creator, uh, for people who want to know how to make money in film, and a really good contact for you if you're interested in distribution. So coming up next, guys, we have Frank Dukes, who is a martial arts legend. Surrounded in both fame and controversy in the early 1980s, Dukes was the center of now-famous article and well-known martial arts magazine highlighting his career as an underground fighter for a secret organization located in Asia. A number of years later, Duke's fight uh, career was the subject of Jean-Claude Van Damme's hit movie, Bloodsport. 
1988. One of my favorite movies for all the Blood Force fans out there. The ending credits list Duke's fight stats, crediting him with 56 consecutive knockouts and fastest knockout, the most uh, victories over 300. It was following this that Dukes became the center of controversy with many fans of martial arts casting an unbelievable, uh, unbelievable eye in his direction. Regardless of this, Frank Dukes is still considered a martial arts legend. There's so much more to, uh, to, to talk about, but man, we got him on the show. Frank Dukes, I had, to, I had to text. He's too busy, man. I was texting him like crazy. Frank, hey, 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 you forget about my show? Hey, Frank, Frank, hey, welcome to the show, Easy Talk Live. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I just got the text. So I have a number to call in. Otherwise, I've been earlier. But the, yeah, well, thanks. Um, I want I want to I want to correct you. You know, a lot of people say there's controversy, and the truth of the matter is, in the 1980s, you had the the martial arts monopolized by some several publishers before there was the internet, and even the internet was was actually monopolized in the very beginning because. Of, Based on skill sets and access to to uh, you, know, you know getting getting the internet and knowing how to set it up and, and work it um, as far as uh, having forms that were independent of, of special interests and the martial arts and I was the target not of controversy but the target of trade libel. A good example of that was the LA Times lied saying they bought my trophy. When in fact there's no evidence to to support the claim. In fact, uh, it would took us ten years to get him into court. You know the evidence in the court, so-called evidence in the court, and it was shown that it didn't exist. You know the the so-called evidence uh, evaporated upon inspection. It was on the space fraudulent. Um, and I'm not going to really go into protesting my innocence too much. You know it reminds me of that story of a piece of string where a guy was accused of a crime of stealing jewels. And all he did is pick, lean over and pick up a piece of string in, in the street, and everybody accused him of it and just kept going on because the longer he kept protesting it was a piece of string, the more guilty he looked. So that, that's the reality of the situation. You know, I was the best at what I did. These guys could not compete with me. My skills speak for themselves to the point my name is on the inside of the U.S. Navy SEAL Spec War Manual. Uh, I'm one of the sole contributors for its combat fighting course. And, and, it's, and that's it. You know, they, they do stand. They say uh, the organization is secret. Hardly if you go to the uh, largest uh, martial art gathering uh, that's coming up in, I think, two or three weeks in Atlantic City, Action Martial Arts Hall, Hall of Fame and Honors Awards, you'll see the organization with its, with its front booth right there. You know, the IFAA, Black Dragon Society, has been around for a lot, many years, featured in Black Belt Magazine in the 70s. But unfortunately, you know, you have unscrupulous people in this world who will twist the facts or lie or just print false stories to, to you know, uh, create sensationalism to make themselves very, uh, very wealthy. Or it happens. Well, that's, that's, that's the price of being yeah. in the entertainment industry in any way. So you might want to get your team to correct your bio because I was just reading the bio on the IMDb. Uh, but I saw you use the picture on your IMDb from when we met at my birthday uh, in uh-huh. Beverly Hills. And yes. uh, you're, you got your dukes up there, so Frank is duking it on IMDb. But, you know, I want to get into to the Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I mean, you, way, you're in... Did, did the IMDb or how did anything you do with IMDb? But uh, I'll look into that if there's a way to correct that. I never even knew about that. Oh, yeah. Well, somebody somebody's using IMDb then, man. See, this is the beauty of my show, guys. You can really figure, figure out the real with these celebrities. But, yeah, somebody's using the picture from our event 
uh, with the Getty Images, which actually they, they're not allowed to do that. You know, they have to buy the picture, the rights. Uh, and then that's, I was just reading the bio that's on IMDb. I thought this is, this is yours, but it has, uh, you know, the quest and, and, uh, Lionheart, uh, Bloodsport and all the different things that you, that you do. And so I wanted to get into like, you know, tell us about like, what, what's the, what's the real, like, what was your role in, in Bloodsport? What did you do? I know it was like choreography, anything, anything else, Lionheart, the quest, like give us the whole Jean-Claude Van Damme movie story mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, for, first of all, I, I, I wrote the story about my life it was originally called enter the ninja uh, and basically i i had a deal with uh going forward and i met a guy named sheldon Ledich. uh sheldon had met a, had and myself had become friends he wanted to do a small film to show his skills to become a director he had just graduated the uh, film institute i loaned him the money i even helped him produce the uh film he insisted i be in the film because i was a veteran of Viet- you know he i was in a vietnam vet vet but i was a vietnam era veteran so i knew you know how to how to wear the gear how to help direct the guys and uh we did the short little film called firefight while i was editing the film he met a guy named mark to and mark wanted to do a picture on a martial arts picture but the chop sockies that's what they used to call them Reversely dead in Hollywood, and I told Sheldon about my competitions and what I had done and what I wanted to do a movie about. He and supplied him the uh, the script and the treatment, and he pitched it to Mark DeSalle. He got himself a writing gig out of it, and he was hired to basically rewrite my story, um, which he did, and took sole story credit for it, and. In coming behind him was uh, Mel Cosby, and I can't remember the other writer's name. And they, they, I think they got the screenwriter's credit for it. And that's basically how it unfolded. Oh, well, thank you for giving us the 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 behind-the-scenes story. And so that was uh, with Bloodsport, but what about Lionheart and The Quest? You know, I forgot to say, on on Bloodsport, I also did the choreography. I also cast it. which scene? Okay, we, we got to we got to talk about this, Frank. That that I I know Bloodsport like the back of my hand. It's one of my favorite movies. I'm sure there's a ton of fans of mm-hmm. it. Which scenes were you a part of the choreography? That's huge. All of it. I did all the choreography. Wow. All the fight choreography was done by me. In fact, Showtime did a special uh, to show you how the the idiocy of the, of the controversies. You know, people challenging it. There's so many martial artists know it was real. That's why people kept coming back and seeing it over and over again. They did Showtime did a special where they actually showed real footage of Kumite fighting going on, and they set it against the choreography, and you could see like they were one and the same. And uh, you know, some parts, of course, aren't as fluid as like when you do a martial arts movie, you get full extension on your kick when you land, it looks nice and fluid and pretty. You know, real fight, you know, might be a little shorter than that or a little rougher, but it's the same crescent kick. Let's say taking a guy to the floor, same kind of thing. And so that's, that pretty much happened, and uh, I think that's one of the reasons it's uh, been so successful, is I also was well-versed in many different systems, and I showed that in the choreography. I, we didn't just reflect and do kung fu guy fighting a kung fu guy or karate fight guy fighting a kung fu guy. We had a, a wide variety of different martial artists, different styles uh, being presented, so it had something for everyone to take a look at. Mm. 
So, so, um, so the the famous scene. I don't know. Was it Bloodsport or was it um, the kickboxer one where where he does the splits and he hits the guy inappropriately? <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it seems inappropriately. It's a bladder shot, but yeah, oh. it's it. You know, it's it's. But in the movies, it was the you know it was it was that really happened, dropping and catching the guy with the bladder shot and then popping back up. It was a little trick I used to do. Some things I used to I worked with. Jean Claude, of course. You know, was ideal for the party. Looked exactly like me in those years. In fact, it's a picture of me and uh, a couple of. Uh, I think it's on my website, uh, frankwduke's.com, where you can see a picture compared to Jean Claude and myself, and we look almost identical. Oh, you said frankwduke's.com because I'm looking at official frankdukes.com. That's not your website. Uh, official might be also. It's I don't know that one. I have to look at. But um, it, I really don't maintain a presence. I was really very well. Uh, my activities really directed at working in law enforcement and for special operations groups around the world. And so I really tended to keep a, tried to keep a low profile. But my the very nature of what I was doing kept finding itself in the public light uh, to the point, you know. They made a movie about me. So, so Bloodsport is a movie about you. Am I? Is that correct? Yes, the movie is based on true events in my life. Hmm. Okay. And so, so Jean Claude Van Damme played Frank Dukes. Played you. Yeah, he portrayed me in the movie. He trained with me for three months before he, we did the film. That and I. Re- I was gonna say that's 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 pretty cool. So, uh, you know, tell us about John Claude. I mean, uh, you know, uh, you've obviously worked with him. You've uh, you've you've been you know behind the scenes with him. Anything? Any cool stories you can tell us? Oh yeah, John Claude. He has some really cool stories. But uh, you know, in those days, John Claude was just a, a totally different kind of person than he is today. I mean, I've I've watched Hollywood change him, and I really feel he's a victim of temptation. He really wasn't set up for it equipped for it. Um, Hollywood ruined so many. I'll ask, uh, so, so can you tell us about any, you know, cool stories about John claude Van Damme and uh, what you might have done with, uh, you know, or you've seen with him behind the scenes. You were, you were telling us some, uh, some good stuff and then you, you cut out. Um, the, I mean, I had some great, great experiences with John claude and I had some real interesting ones. Uh, we had a beef on the set of Bloodsport and I'll never forget it. We, uh, he says, yeah, you know, I only want the best picture. And it finally got, it, 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 I said, John claude that's not how fighters fight. He goes, I was a world champion. And I said, I don't think so. I said, you wouldn't be showing me this kind of choreography and this and this. And we really got into it to the point that he challenged me to a fight. And we said, okay, after dailies, we'll meet on the roof of the Victoria hotel, which is 60 stories in the air. There's two, Twin Towers, if you watch the movie, they're the ones with like a red awning as the movie opens up. There are two identical towers. And I went up to the tower, and there's an awning that literally walk an I-beam out, and then there's a red awning that goes all the way around the building. And it's only about a foot and a half to two feet at the most, you know, wide. And I walked out there, and I'm 60 stories in the air, perched there and of course he comes up and he couldn't see me right away because he had to kind of 
turn a corner. He says, ah, oh, see that, you know. I told you he wouldn't show up. And he, of course, Sean claude showed up with a whole entourage of people. I said, hey, buddy, you know, you want to be a real fighter? This is where we take it, you know. Rooftop fighting is a big thing in Kumite. It was well known. One of the most famous uh, Kumite rooftop fighters of all time is uh, James Heydrich, um, who is a, a person of controversy himself. Uh but uh, I was standing out there, and I basically called him out. Says, you know, you really want to do it? Let's do it. This is where we really fight. You really want to do a beef with me, pal? Let's go. And he wouldn't, of course, walk even the I-beam out. He was just looking down and going, you're crazy, Frank. So this is crazy. I go, you know, do what I do. you got to be a little bit crazy. And uh, we laughed about it, and he, I walked out. Uh, I walked out on the I-beam to him, and... And he took me and introduced me to Mongolian beef uh, with oyster sauce. First time I ever had it. And we had a great, great rapport at that point. Then Lionheart came around and, and I started to see a real significant change in it on Claude. I could see he was, he was rather being uh, what I would describe as bipolar. He was, you know, explosive on the set and very depressed at times and then very happy. It was just, it was just a wild mood swing with him. And one day he was really feeling bad and we were on doing this scene where he's uh, in this apartment, luxury apartment in downtown LA. And we, we went there and got on the, on the roof and, and all of a sudden nobody could find John Claude. And I looked at him and he was, he was literally standing on the edge of the building, almost like a repeat of what had happened between me and him. Mm. And, uh, I climbed out there and, and, and he says, you know, Frank, I just, you know, I've got a son. I got everything I want in the world. And, I just feel so unhappy. I got a deal. I have a woman of my dreams, Gladys. So I have a baby. I said, I, I, I just, I don't know what to do. And, and I laughed with him. I cut a couple of jokes with him. And the next thing you know, he snapped right out of it. And maybe he was one on that ledge to prove something to me because of what had happened in Hong Kong. And then we were like a bunch of kids, you know, we just jumped up back up and we were, and running around this whole this uh, art deco building, and he was showing me all these really neat, you know, architectural designs and things were going on that, unfortunately, were never shown in the movie. I thought it would have been great to run a camera on it and B-roll it in to give it more production value. Mm. And it, it was it was great, and we didn't really have a problem. Uh, the only problem I really had with Jean-Claude Van Damme was, was with Sheldon Lettich. I think he felt threatened by me, and Sheldon kept poisoning the relationship between me and Jean-Claude to the point it didn't exist. Um, but also, Sheldon brought in my you know, story ideas and, and, and take credit for them. And as mm. a consequence, uh, you know, we had a huge division between me and him, and he's to, for him to to justify what he did, I guess, or, or to try to to protect himself on it. He accused me of all sorts of crazy, crazy things on top of, you know, running around saying I was a Medal of Honor winner, which is, which is BS, you know? So that's the kind of stuff I have, you have to deal with, you know, in life. These people mm-hmm. will grow jealous or, like I said, are threatened. They will resort to unethical means to, to, maintain their positions or, you know, or so in some cases, a lot of people are just have nothing of a 
real value or accomplishment in their lives and the way they they're they called haters, Frank. I did. They're called haters. Yeah, uh, well, there's more. There's more to just calling them haters. Let, let's be realistic, okay? There's there's a real psychosis going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's too easy to describe them as haters. They're really just people who are really in a lot of pain, and the only way they get recognition is by is by attacking others and and by attaching that person to that to that celebrity. Sometimes people, you know lose their whole identity in it and, and become that person. Yep. Oh, yeah. I know that one. Kill John Lennon, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so we have a fan question for you, Frank. Um, I, I don't know exactly, but I'm just going to ask it. Uh, my, my, my husband would like to know who was the villain that he he liked fighting the most. I don't know if that's towards John claude Van Damme or... Or you, maybe you can answer that in your own in your own words, or maybe you can answer on John Claude's behalf. The most impressive person I ever fought, okay, that uh, and it did show you like the rumors, you know, oh, you can't I can't name a single person who I fought. Well, I fought Victor Moore. Vic Moore beat Bruce Lee in the demonstration of speed in Long Beach Invitations, nineteen sixty-seven. Although Black Belt Magazine portrays it the other way around, if you were ever to get your hands on the f- entire footage you'd see that that's not true. Mm, uh, wow. Vic Moore is the guy who fought and beat them all. He fought Chuck Norris. He fought Joe Lewis, uh, Bill Wallace. I mean, I can go on and on and on uh, with the, all the greats. I mean, the real greats of all of uh, martial arts. You don't hear about <clears throat> Vic Moore because Vic Moore was black. You know, and, and the martial arts industry in the 1980s and 90s and even up in 2000, they felt that their readers wouldn't identify with black people, so you never saw a black person make the cover of that magazine other than being maybe hit or beaten, but they were never a featured story, like a Black Magazine, for example, and many of these magazines. He had Victor Morris, this incredible talent, who beat him, you know, fought and beat them all. Of course, he lost to him as well, but I was the one guy he could never beat, and Victor Moore called, used to call me as, a, as, as sort of like a nickname or not even a put down, but he used to call me. Oh, here, here he comes, the ultimate, the ultimate champion. And I got picked up by the movie uh, producers, and and their advertising people got wind of it, and they started calling Bloodsport, you know, the ultimate fight contest um, and the ultimate fight uh, challenge. As a result, uh, or the UFC got its name based on that. It took, was writing on the uh, publicity of. Bloodsport modeled itself initially on, on what Bloodsport was, no rules, no weight classes. Wow. And that's how the UFC got started. Higa Machado, even, uh, who's one of the, was there in the inner circle of one of its beginnings, even informed me that and confirmed that for me. And when it first fought, the UFC first came out, it was ultimately called, it was called originally the Ultimate Fight Challenge. Our Davies office contacted me and wanted me to fight the Gracies in the event. I was 13 years retired. I said, okay, you know, what's the money? There was no money. You had to, had to finish. And then I started, you know, asking some pretty, pretty uh, important questions. And the more and more it became clear to me that the, the, the whole thing was being conducted in a way that it was all stacked in their favor. Matting was, you know, almost four inches, which means if you're, if you're a striker, you, you're at a disadvantage because all your power comes from your feet and you need a solid base to, to throw your, your punches from not something cushy, like, you know, it's kind of pillowy. Uh, the other thing is you, you know, was the, uh, advanced notice where was it going to be held because altitude will play a, a big factor. If you, 
condition yourself or not at the right altitude. And these are things I was pretty wise to. You know, who's going to be the judges? Who are going to be the, who's going to be the ref? And it became real clear to me that the whole thing was being stacked against me. So I said, "No, I'm not. I'm not interested. You you get me with a solid paycheck, and we'll I'll consider coming out of retirement to do this." And uh, but that was how it started. It started as the Ultra Fight Challenger, and um, because I carried that that name, and so wow. that's where it originally got it. Got its UFC really got its name from. Well, we got more than we expected, guys. I didn't know about that. The Ultimate Fighting Championship uh, behind-the-scenes story of how the UFC got got their name. Uh, thank you, Frank, for 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 sharing that. Um, you know, so you've had a, you've led a pretty interesting life. Uh, what about you know just in, in general education for for one that may get into a fight uh, and 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 it's unavoidable. They have to fight. Any any suggestions? Anything that you would uh, suggest as far as you know, immobilizing that opponent and defending themselves immediately and just kind of getting away from the, the, the scenario? Obviously, talk yourself out of it if you can, but what if, what if you just get hit in the face and, and they, want, they want to fight? What would you suggest? Well, first of all, you know, you evaluate the fight. You know, sometimes it's better to take a beating than kill somebody, you know? Um, I've been in fights where I, you know, drunk took a shot at me and hit me in the face. Now, I could destroy that guy. But I realized the guy's inebriated. That's kind of a cowardly thing for me to do. And I've walked away, you know. And, you, and you, so you have to really evaluate. Are you in real danger or not? If you're in real serious danger, then all, all, everything goes. But if, uh, if you're not, sometimes discretion is the better part of valor. You know, it's, you, I always look at it like I, I look at human beings. That, that's my brother out there. And they may be misbehaving today that doesn't make them a bad person and so you know you kind of watch out for it and you try to be their shepherd and sometimes you just got to turn the other cheek and be the bigger man i agree you know that's great advice and uh on a a martial arts perspective my my dad always taught me to uh immobilize them by getting the to the throat Best way to not really hurt hurt somebody, but immobilize yeah, the. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got to still be careful with that because I mean, you could throw a strike and, and crush the lining of their of their artery, and the next thing you know, that guy drops over dead. You can crush a windpipe, and the guy can die on you too. So, you know, it's throat strikes are definitely if you're definitely in danger. That's one of the first things I teach. I mean, if you're in danger, I, I your main target here should be eyes, you know, throat, knees, and groin. And I use that as also, you can use that as a metaphor in life. You know, that that, that can be a cool song. Out. Eyes, throat, knees, and groin. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> eyes, you know, I mean, you, you take away their ability to see, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to strike the eyes. That could be something where it says turn off the lights and run, you know, if you know your way around. Uh, or like special forces do, the first thing they do is they don't walk in that door. The first thing they do is they throw in a flash, flashbang grenade, you know, so they blind everybody inside. Mm-hmm. So what's up next for you, Frank, 2018? What you, what you got going on? What, what should we tell our Easy Way fam to follow? How can we get, um, get our Easy Way fam to support you and your, your endeavors? By the way, Issa McKnight says hello. Oh, I said uh, hello to him too. Wonderful gentleman had a chance to spend any evening with him. 
insured yeah, I've, I've known Issa for years and years. I knew him when he, when he was a limo driver. Now he's a martial arts guy. So, yeah, tell us what's going on with you 2018, brother. You know, I'm, I'm possibly writing the Bob Mayhew story. Bob Mayhew was the man next to Hughes, but he was more than that. He was the real-life uh, version of Ethan Hunt, Mission Impossible. And I've been tasked to, to write that script, um, and I'm working on that. I've got a, a, a book. I'm working with a gentleman named Frank Parlo, who who's a very uh, dignified uh, investigative journalist. He was the one who exposed the Keith Ranieri ring, the Nexum ring that was going on in uh, cult recently that was featured by the New York Times in 2020, did a big expose on them, and he, we're working on a, on a book uh, coming out myself. It's a biography. It really kind of puts to bed all this garbage that, you know, or people trying to disguise, like I said, trade level for uh, controversy. Yeah, controversy. Controversy has the ring of truth to it. Stuff's just made out of garbage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's it. You know, and getting resettled, looking very settled, possibly in Las Vegas. So... Oh, cool. Well, you know, I, wondering, uh, looking just going back to Texas again, you know, or maybe going back overseas. I, I'm a person of the world. You know, I've lived all over the world, and, and it's just a matter of just figuring out. I'm in a transition state in my in my life right now. What's the coolest place that you've gone in the world? I mean, the world's a big place, a lot of countries. Well, the coolest place I've been to is Mongolia. Why? Interesting. It, because within 20 minutes, you can drive and you can see like different parts of the world. And the culture is, you can go to parts of where people are still living like they did, you know, in the 14th century. They have no ideas. <laughs> kind of losing you again, Frank. Kind of lo- yeah, we've got to get a better signal. Sorry. Uh, much better. There we go. Go ahead. Okay. One of the things that I find fascinating in Mongolia is, like I said, the different terrain, the, the customs, the culture, um, and also the just the natural beauty when you're out there. I mean, I, I traveled in spots where no human being has gone. I went to the steppes of, you know, in uh, the Mongol Mountains, and, and it was just amazing to me what I saw. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was, in fact, a very funny story. I went out there with a guide and there was no, you know, he had no map, no GPS, no nothing. I go, oh my God, if, you know, I'm breaking down here. How am I going to even find my way back with this? Next thing you know, I'm getting kissed on the back of the neck and I'm going, oh no, please no. I turn around, I get a smack, big kiss on the lips, step back and it's a, a baby camel. A baby camel? What? <laughs> it was a baby camel, and it followed me like a you know like little dogs. Lost dogs will follow a person. This camel was following me wherever I went, and it was just I was just hysterical. It was a baby camel, and we became best buddies until oh, I could get cool. it back to its owner. But uh, it was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, you, know, you can go there. Parts there like people have diabetes. The water is unpolluted. It's like ten thousand years old, and older and people soak in it for like four days and it's gone i mean just interesting things i've seen there that just you know defy the logic sometimes and well uh, frank we have have a thing called easy way cares and we always want to uh you know support good causes Uh, what type of causes are you supporting right now how can the easy way fam support what you're 
passionate about supporting or any of your friends? I'm, I'm passionate about supporting anything that helps children, anything that helps just children in distress. That, that's what I'm passionate about. And uh, I work also with uh, Dottie Lassiter for her foundation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's about really getting young women out of the clutches of uh, sexual exploitation and trafficking. So I work very closely with anti-trafficking uh, institutions and charities. Oh, interesting. Well, uh, the Easy Way Cares program is actually looking for a charity to support in that endeavor. Um, so maybe we'll definitely talk about that. But Frank, you've been a, a great guest. I appreciate that you were able to come on. Uh, you know, and uh, before we let you go, if you don't mind, can you uh, say I am Frank, Frank Dutz from the Bloodsport movie, and I'm doing it the easy way. It's just a basic drop that we put together when we do shows. Whenever you, whenever you're ready. Oh, okay. I was waiting for a cue. Sorry about that. Hey, I'm Frank Dukes. I'm the man who the film uh, Bloodsport was based upon and doing it the easy way. Thank you, Frank. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that, Frank, and uh, we'll definitely and, and, and I would definitely encourage you and invite you to come on to uh, Wake Up the Easy Way with hundreds of uh, fans that come on there every morning, and we'll introduce you to our, to our Easy Way fam and de- definitely get them to support you. What we do is we help to uh, to to um, connect and integrate uh, up and comers and uh, startups and just supportive faith-based people to higher level individuals like yourself that are established and, uh, and also have a good heart. And it's, uh, it's called the digital handshake and it's, it's been working out pretty well. So a lot of influencers on board and uh, we definitely want to bring you on board as well. So I'll, I'll add you on Facebook and it's just right there on my Facebook. I do it every morning. So we encourage you to come on and, and my Easyway fam will definitely greet you. And uh, they've been saying hello. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed the show. And this is Frank Dukes. If you have any more questions for him, you can email us at easytalklive at gmail.com or message me on uh, Facebook. And uh, Frank, you've been a great guest. I appreciate you coming on and taking the time today. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Bye-bye. All right. Casey Thomas is on hold. We were uh, you know, hoping that she would, uh, she'd pop on. So Casey Thomas, guys, is a very established friend of mine, uh, brand manager, and she's making big things happen with real big people for big causes. So without further ado, let's bring on Casey Thomas. Casey, I'm glad you're able to make it. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Working as usual, setting up... Um for a couple of things that are coming up here soon. Well, when, when, when Casey says working as usual, that's always fascinating and exciting. What are you working on today or this week or this month or this year? <laughs> so um, a, a couple of things. I'm currently in the process of um, working with a very established young lady who owns, her name is Tracy. She owns her own um, styling lounge and, I'm, and uh, actually company. Um, and she uh, dresses the A-list celebrities for uh, the Oscars and the Met Gala and the Emmys and so on and so forth. So I've been asked to come in and produce that um, for her for the Oscars. So I'm working on that. And then I am also currently working on producing um, the Celebrity Golf Tournament that kicks off NBA All-Stars uh, for Snoop and his partner, Percy. The big D-O-double-G plays golf? Cool. <laughs> yes, this will be his fourth annual. It'll be their fourth annual one um, that they're doing. So this is the fourth year, and, and they're doing it, you know, oh specifically um, to raise funds and awareness for 
um, three specific charities, one being Snoop's football um, team, but the other two um, are for uh, families and um, uh, children that um, live in the inner city um, that have been underserved. So that's what this uh, golf tournament is for. Cool. Well, I, so I know you noticed you. I know she popped out earlier today at Wake Up the Easy Way, and uh, you you posted some of that, and uh, we've gotten tr- uh, tons of responses of people asking me questions, and I'm just telling them, tell them to go talk to you. Uh, so what do you think of Wake Up the Easy Way? I mean, that, that's a new new show, and you're a pretty established person. By the way, guys, let me tell you who you're, who you're listening to right now. Casey Thomas practices as a brand logistics director, producer, and consultant, has an, enabled her expertise of services to be requested and utilized by an immense assembly of influential and elite entities throughout the music, film, television, fashion, philanthropy, sports, and lifestyle industry. Her credentials list includes a Mary of clientele such as MTV, um, SP, Time Warner, Karma International, Bronco Wines, UMG, BT, Interscope, B, uh, SBE, Hollywood Weekly, Record, uh, Recording Academy, Live Nation, CAA, Sony, Def Jam, NBC, Universal, New York Fashion Week, TMZ, The Hollywood Reporter, RCA, uh, Oakley Clear Channel, <laughs> AEG, NFL Association, BH1, Associated Press, Sports, Sports oh One, Marketing, Viacom, Disney, Revolt, Johnson Publishing, oh a, company, a plethora of uh, A-list and B-list actors. Yes, I am putting you on blast on my on my radio show because I want everybody I to know. know. Yeah. My and goodness. you are you are our brand uh, our brand manager with the whole Easy Way situation. Yes. So yeah, guys, we, we keep things on the down down low, but sometimes we we, we they yes. pop their head up every now and then. So you're in for a treat. We appreciate you, Casey. Yes, as I appreciate you guys. Um, also, um, of course, Easy Way will be covering um, all these events. Um, so, as you know, when it comes to branding, um, when you're affiliated with, you know, people that are um, pretty much, in the, you know, top tier, it's a good look for you because, you know, what do they say? You, you are judged by the company you keep. So, um, definitely sign up with Easy Way because if he's covering... Um, an icon award for Albertino, which he is in May. Um, if he's covering that type of event, he's covering the Snoops event, he's covering, um, I actually just got off the phone with the NFL. Um, I am producing a couple events for uh, the Super Bowl next year in Atlanta. So he'll be covering that as well. Hey. So these are, the, are all the things that you will have access to um, that he's covering. So get in touch with him, get the information, how you can become involved. And, of course, every event that he covers and that we participate in, um, it's always to benefit the community. We always give back mm-hmm. to the community. Guess, um, guess who so, our guest is, Casey, next next week? Excuse me? I said, guess who our guest is next week? You mentioned the NFL. Who? His name is Frank Rice. Um, I, Frank, yeah. Frank Rice, I believe he's uh, the president of the NFL Los Angeles Association or something like that. And, and uh, you guys can look him up. Frank Rice, a good friend of mine, yeah. owns, some, owns some restaurants. You know Frank. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, we, we play big, guys, as you see. And uh, we have about five more minutes left. Uh, so, so lots of opportunity, lots of access, lots of great people. And, Casey, you'll be involved with our uh, March 24th event, launching uh, our yes, Easy Way Pay program and, uh, you know, the community efforts and, and uh, nonprofit with the uh, American Cancer Society at the Business Expo okay. Center. Uh, I mean, so many exciting things that our Easy Way fam can follow when uh, amazing influencers like ourselves come together. You were on my panel uh, my Easy Way Influencer yeah. panel with some pretty amazing people, and uh, there was some pretty good response off it of being on the panel, huh? Yes, it was amazing. So I was very honored to be sitting amongst the founders of Uggs and 
you know, meeting with um, the founder of Make a, Make a Wish and um, the founder of CEO Space, and I was quite impressed. <laughs> I mean, right, that, that it, it is was, recorded. Was, that is I mean, Voice America. Make sure we got that one recorded because uh, you know you. you I want to make sure I, 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 I have some sort of uh, well, go back to uh, Casey Thomas saying that she was impressed on how easy way rolls. All right, so I know, right, no, oh, but thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you guys, you know, um, please continue to support Easy Way. It is the Easy Way. Um, he creates platforms and and opportunities that basically um, a lot of people don't have access to. And he alleviates a lot of the red tape on getting access to things that go on in Hollywood by partnering with people like myself um, who produce um, a lot of the major events and do a lot of the major branding that goes on all over the world. So you're in good hands. Well said. I couldn't have said it better myself, Casey, but thanks for popping on. Guys, we want to encourage you to download the app, easywaymobile.com. We are developing apps ourselves. We'll be doing Casey Thomas's app and uh, many other influencers. We're doing a special, special couple of deal. If you want to contact us, we'll talk about it as far as creating your platform, monetizing your platform, getting your platform out there. Uh, you know, we're doing uh, training. We're doing a whole bunch of stuff. So definitely contact us if you're interested in getting an app, a website, uh, any any type of platform, social media marketing, the whole shebang. I am one of the top 10 social media influencers in the world based upon third-party perspective. You see the type of people that endorse us and are supporting us. And so uh, thank you for tuning in and tune in next week. Next week's going to be a really fantastic, amazing show. And uh, we're always looking for good, like-minded individuals that want to support the movement. Shout-outs to Voice America. Millions of views. I mean, they, they just got done saying, I think it was like 67 million views and and they're like 600 something hosts now and yeah that's the platform that we're on so we're very appreciative of that variety channel and the influencers channel by the way casey if you have any influencers we are looking for influencers to come on the influencers channel and do a do a show but uh, my engineer is saying we gotta go so that's my version of rapping saying the bye-bye guys uh, keep doing it the easy way and stay tuned uh, uh not tomorrow i won't be doing it on sunday but on uh, every day during the week as well as saturday if i can we'll be hanging out together waking up the easy way uh, and make sure you download the app so you can get the notifications and uh, we can digitally give you a handshake to amazing individuals like yourself, uh, Casey, as well as everybody else that you heard on the show. And guys, go go check out the archive. We've had uh, Oprah's producer of 35-something years. We've had the creator of the Magnus Strip on the credit card. We've had uh, some of the top people in business, entertainment, nonprofit. We're making it happen for you guys. So thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed today's show. Don't forget to share the show. Don't forget to like the thing. The button will not bite you. Make sure you spread the word. Thank you so much. And uh, we got to go. Casey, you're awesome. Shout-outs to Frank, uh, Frank Dukes as well as uh, the awesome Juan Ye Leonard, who is Mr. Distribution, as you guys heard. So stay tuned. I might be in his film. Who knows? Keep doing it the easy way, guys. Voice America, World Talk Radio, Easy Talk Live. Thanks for listening to Easy Talk Live. We've got more fun at easywaybroadcasting.com. Join the mobile family. Download the Easy Way app at easywaymobile.com. Tune in every Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific for another show with Eric E.Z. Zuli on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.